podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the live Q&A. My name is Az and I'm joined by Sam. <laughs> now, I can see a few people in the chat asking why we're late. Well, let me tell you why we're late. Because we've been talking for seven minutes to no one. <laughs> Because for some reason, OBS has now got a new thing where you have to press another button to go live. And yeah, can everyone just confirm that we are now live? It says live, but we've literally, we've been answering questions. We've been having some banter. <laughs> the last time we went live, you gave me this nice introductory spiel about the beautiful oh. and this and that and the other. This time you just went and I've got Sam. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was like, this is some of our best work. Yeah, we've been, we, honestly, we've answered we questions. Fire. Yeah, uh, anyway. We were on time. We okay. were on time and well, everything. Let's let's just pretend none of that happened. Let me show off some of my new tech because this is a QA and a uh, <laughs> and I wanted to show off the cues. I've said this already. Um, but this was, look, we can now show comments on the screen like FPL Rank Chaser, like we talked about. Good afternoon, Az and Sam. Great to have you two on the same stream again. Let's hope Mark doesn't get too jealous. <laughs> Lee is so jealous that he's gone off to America. He's in New York. He's yeah, in he's New left York. me because he's so annoyed that I'm streaming with you again. He's like, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I wondered what, because there was questions coming in, but not like a lot. And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's just a bit quiet today. <laughs> but it's because we weren't even live. Anyway, get your questions in. I can show them on the screen. We'll talk through them. Gary Clark, I wish I could show you the answer that we've already given you to Gave your, you a beautiful your excellent question um, on Odana and Matoma. <laughs> versus a 4-5 keeper and Foden. Um, we talked about Anon already, Sam, but no one heard it. So let's go for it again. 5 million he's coming at. What do you reckon? Yeah, and I even queued you into it as well, didn't I? I gave a really nice <laughs> thing about how I've been using Plan FPL to create teams and I had to go and change it earlier because I had to bring in Onana. Uh, yeah, so the answer to my question was I really like Onana at the price point. I thought he was going to be 5.5. In my head, that made sense because it come in at the same price as Luke Shaw make you have that conversation about how you invest in the Manchester United defence. Instead, he's coming at five, which I think makes him a bit of a no-brainer, to be honest. So you just... I had Pickford and Leno as a rotating pair, so now I'll just go Onana and um, Ariola instead mm. and spend the same money, uh, but have the set and forget goalkeeper option at Manchester United because you know with him, yeah, all right, there might be the old clanger here and there, but you know that he's going to play, you know there's going to be clean sheets and he's going to get a load of save points as well. So that is the perfect combination when it comes to a goalkeeper because you're basically getting effectively a premium goalkeeper, a Manchester United goalkeeper mm. for five million. I mean, when you think about previous seasons when, you know, goalkeepers were, they were six, weren't they? Like Edison and Allison were six and then everyone like Onana would be 5-5. Five, five. And now, yeah. now they've come down to, to five. I mean, Flecken still looks good, I think, at 4-5. But yeah. I think Onana for, for five gives you that security. Like you say, he's gonna the bonus points are going to come in for him because he's so good of his feet and yeah. he's going he's gonna to be a great pick. Um, I mean, what do you think about uh, Gary Clark's particular question though an honor and man no oh, i know what you think <laughs> you know me. what i think shall i share it with everyone else <laughs> please do yeah share um, with the group <laughs> uh so yeah i uh, for me um onana and matoma would be the way that i would go i think matoma offers great value for money obviously at the back end of last season he did have a dip in form at the point where we all had him where he wasn't really returning at the level that he had been previous to that and i think with foden he's a fantastic pick especially when kdb's not around and obviously with the Mares situation as it is. But my concern is that, you know, this is Manchester City. They're going to make new signings. They're going to bring new players in, you would expect. And with that will come rotation again. And we know that Foden mm. in the past hasn't 
historically always got consistent game time. Even when he's been in great purple patches, he still hasn't always started. So for me, I think I would like the security you get from Atoma, particularly, you know, the early fixtures that he's got. There is that obviously shift that comes with the Brighton fixtures. So I think I would be looking to start with him and Onana. And I just think that having Onana is a much better option. And I don't think there's as much between Matoma and Foden as there will be between those two goalkeepers. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Matoma is such a strong option to start the season with. And I've been kind of having him in and out of my team, maybe mm. being put off a bit because I think his ownership's going to be be so high. But with those first three fixtures, his nailed on yeah. this in the team, the way Brighton um, are playing before that kind of European football starts. I think he's really good, but I am backing Foden to have a really good season. So there's not a lot in it, I don't think, in the first three or four game weeks between Matoma and Foden. But getting being able to get Onana, I think for that, you know, he's got two home games. Wolves, one of them. I think yeah. he should he should do really well. Anyway, I've I've calmed down a bit now. As Yelena says, they're a very strong start, guys. Yeah, so oh, I'll do Yelena, a proper it was, intro. It was a way better start <laughs> five minutes ago. Honestly, <laughs> that first start was that was the best Q and A we've ever done. I know. I'm sorry. For seven I will, minutes. I will start again. Welcome everyone to the Q and A. It doesn't normally go like this, although it. It does. It, 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 it always does. has potential to go like this. But yeah, Sam and I are back with the Q and A uh, next season. We'll be doing these um, on the Friday. I think we're going to be going after team news from now on. Yeah. So it's been because before we've, we've done them and people have asked questions, should I sell Rashford? And we, you know, we have that kind of easy out. It's like, oh, we need to wait for team news. So we have we'll to actually, wait for Neil. We have to wait for Neil. So we'll be doing it after um, team news going forward. We're really looking forward to it. This is a kind of like bonus uh, pre-season um, one. And yeah, great to see so many of you. Um, we just chat. couldn't wait to see each other, could we? That's that was it. the thing. I know. You know and, 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 pe- and people, you know, always say that we're flirting, even though we're more like brother and sister, uh, I think. But... That sounds a bit weird, actually. It's when a weird brother-sister relationship <laughs> we've got going on. <laughs> very, <laughs> like my annoying younger brother, who I occasionally flirt with, is a bit odd. <laughs> very niche in, in, in some, some parts of the, the world. Let's not get into that. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Spurs then. We have also already covered this question, um, but I think it's a really good question from Historia Films. What is your opinion on Spurs and Chelsea? Let me know what you think about these chat graphics, by the way, because honestly, these have half killed Please me. Please praise him. Please, Please praise just, him just for one, this. Just one bit of praise on how good Even these are. Even if you think they are absolutely <laughs> awful, tell us they're great. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Um, Historic Films ask, what is your opinion on Spurs and Chelsea with new managers and all? Is it worth investing in these teams as most of their players are very affordable and have potential for FPL return? Now, you're very excited about Spurs pre-season, aren't you? You like what you see so far. Yeah, I mean, the game against West Ham, we're, we're currently flying to Bangkok to play against Leicester. Um, so that'd be interesting for Madison, won't it? Playing against them so quickly. But I think the game against West Ham, I was actually really impressed by Spurs. Like, I know we lost the game, but there was so much progress that mm. was that came about through that. So they had like 72% of the possession. And I said to you before, didn't I, when we answered this question the first time, 92% pass accuracy that is just a number that i have never seen i've Mm. watched spurs for years and years and i've never seen that we are playing in a very different way it's very aggressive very attacking football and that can only bode well for the spurs attacking assets in fpl now defensively they still leave a lot to be desired but i would hope that there's going to be a new centre-back incoming between now and the beginning of the season so i don't necessarily like I like the Pedro Porro pick, but I don't necessarily buy into the... the on the wall? I mean, I, I love the fact he's on your wall. On the wall, I no? love the fact that he's on your wall. <laughs> um, 
I think he's I think he's going to be the regular starter. Um, but I do also think that there's a rotation risk that comes with him a little bit. Um, but more importantly, I don't think the clean sheets will be there straight away. Obviously, we're getting to know a new goalkeeper as well. So there could be some kind of bedding in that goes on defensively. But going through the attack, I think what you have in those front four now with Madison is real options at every price point. So you want to spend the premium money, then you go Kane and you know what you're getting with Kane. And if anything, I think his output could increase this year with Madison supplying free kicks to him. And then you've got Son who comes in at a really attractive price point on one side and Kulisevsky who at 7 million, if he's the Kulisevsky Mm. that we had when he first joined us, he is going to offer so much in terms of value for us as FPL well, game week one obviously... last year, he he outscored everyone, didn't he? Kane and Son mm. both blanked, didn't they? And Kulisevsky got, what, a goal and assist? Something like that yeah. at Southampton? Yeah. And then last season, he was he was on and off of it. He, he wasn't always getting game time. There was some injury in there as well. He didn't really kind of get going, which I think is why he's been priced at seven. And then if you want to spend a little bit more, you've got Madison, who's going to have the set-piece threat um, alongside it. And I think has absolutely fitted in perfectly to the way that Spurs play. So I think that there is real potential going forward. And I think you can, I think for the first time in a long time, I don't think it has to be Kane that you have from Spurs. Like I look at that Spurs team and think genuinely, you've got a 9 million, a 7 and a 7.5 million, all of which could be brilliant. I think we have to see how they play against Leicester and then moving forward, how the rest of pre-season goes. I'm going to see them against Shakhtar in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm going to be Mm. really carefully watching during that one. That's the one that's on the Sunday before the season starts. I think that will give us quite a good insight because that's our penultimate pre-season friendly of the season. So that should give us quite a view on on how we're laying out and and the impact that Postacogli will have had because by that point we'll have played, what, 200-plus minutes of of pre-season. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, got to, just going to put a, a quote up from Postacoglu on Harry Kane. Uh, no, I won't because it's over the character limit. I'll just read it. <laughs> read it, read it out. <laughs> Basically, he's been quoted as saying, um, I can't be relaxed on the Harry Kane deal. For everyone concerned, we don't want to be doing it for too long. I don't think it's good for anyone. But I don't want to put a deadline on it because that adds even more pressure. I mean, it's a useless bit of quote because he's basically saying, I don't want us to be dragging this out, but also... I don't want to rush him. So that doesn't really tell us much. I mean, is the risk though that you, you know, you, and there's a question here for you specifically on Kane. Um, what are your thoughts on Kane? Uh, I saw so, God, so many comments coming in now. There you go. What's Sam's thoughts on Kane from Elder Forest? Is the worry that you do a whole preseason, have a great tour, look really good. He's feel like he's building something and then buy and come in with a hundred million offer and he leaves you a week before the season. Does that throw everything up into the air? Do you reckon? Does that, how does that affect Son? Would you, um, are they just too risky at the moment to go with any of their players? Because that's kind of how I'm feeling. Oh, I don't know. I no, I don't feel like it does. I think, I, I think if my feeling is he won't leave is the honest answer. Ooh, I, I flashed that up at the perfect time from FPL. We Matthew. are, <laughs> we are so, we are so stubborn. Levy is so stubborn, um, and I don't think that there's anyone out there at the moment that we would invest in as a direct replacement that would come quickly given our situation this year with no champions league football no no european football full stop the fact that it's just premier league football um if they come in with 100 million i think that is different because it's 100 million or nothing next summer because is is kane realistically going to sign a new contract this season 
I don't think so. I mean, I think there is maybe a 1% chance that he does. If Postacoglu comes in, Spurs play incredible football. We look like we're in the Champions League positions for next mm. season. We win the FA Cup or the League Cup. Then there's maybe a glimmer. But I do think it's a very, very small glimmer of him signing something new. So the question is, what do we want from this situation? As, as Spurs, do we want to take an offer for him now? Know that he's leaving the Premier League, so he's not going to destroy us by going off to Manchester United or or Chelsea or whoever it is or do we hold out and hope that he makes a nice choice for us when he, he leaves next he's, summer he's he's not going to be a Tottenham player at the start of the season or he might be for the start of the season but he won't be when the transfer window ends I'm sorry I'm sorry to break it to you I, I just I can't see any way he doesn't go to Bayern I don't know. I don't know. I, see, I think it's actually more likely that PSG will come in with a silly number mm. than it is Bayern. Because I don't think Bayern want to pay 100 million, mm. realistically. And at the moment, no one else is coming in for him. It's just Bayern. Mm. So they're in their 70-ish million bracket. If PSG come in with an offer that's 90, that's going to push Bayern yeah, to go fair. higher. Yeah. And I think at that point, that's when this becomes an interesting, more interesting conversation. I don't think we're selling for 60. I think Levy would rather not have the 60 million and have him for next mm. season. A hundred million, I think, is different. If it's a hundred million for a thirty-one-year-old coming up, thirty-one-year-old in the final year of his contract, I think you you would sell. But I don't think he will if it's any less than that. Ooh, and I don't see buying going to a hundred without someone else pushing him there. You are dividing the chat here, Sam. There's half saying that you're delusional. Some saying, and others saying. Oh, people think that a lot. <laughs> that I'm delusional. <laughs> yeah, not not about not necessarily about Harry Kane. <laughs> No, excellent. Um, I mean, let me ask one one quick question. How many uh, Spurs players have you got in your draft at the moment? One. Who's that? Madison. Well, I've got yeah. So in my in my team that's actually set up on the app, I've got Madison. In my team that's set up on um, Plan FPL, it's got Kane. Hmm. Okay. Um, thank you, Nuclear Atoms. This chat highlight. Should we need to talk about Chelsea. Is a great addition. No, I want to talk about my my graphics first. This this right. chat highlight on the screen is a great addition because when people are watching on the replay, they want the comment. We're talking about great work as thank you, Nuclear Atoms. That is why you're a mod on the channel because you stroke my ego. <laughs> uh, yes, we will come back to Chelsea. We will go back to um, that question, which I've now lost. Uh, oh, it's gone. Well, it doesn't matter. The question was just what about what do we think about Chelsea? And I think I'm. Um, we haven't really seen enough from Chelsea yet because in that game that they played in pre-season so far, we didn't really get the Chelsea team that I think Poch will actually play in mm. the when it comes to it. So I think over the next couple of weeks, as we start to see what Poch's Chelsea will look like, um, I think that will be telling. But I, I mean, I am certainly not ruling out having Chelsea players. I think when the, the game first went live, the obvious two were Rhys James and Ben Chilwell because mm. of the price point that they came in at. Obviously, Reese James has been injured again, although he is back in training now. There were some pictures of him training with Chelsea today. So we have to keep an eye on that. I personally prefer Chilwell of the two of them just because I think you get a bit more security than you do with Reese James. Like you just never really know when Reese James is going to injure himself again. Um, but I also do really like, like there's a couple of players at Chelsea that I think offer really good potential and it is potential right now. Like we need to see more from them in season. There's like Nkuku and Kunku, who I think will... Lovely goal for him against Wrexham. Lovely goal. And I think could be the player that we all flock to in that kind of, if we were only going with Harlan, he could be the second forward, um, depending upon what we see. If we see a continuation of that, 
that we saw against Wrexham, then I think he's going to be a really, really nice option. Um, if you set up slightly differently, he could also still be a good option as your third striker, depending upon how your budget's going. Um, and then there's Sterling, whose price really stands out to me as really attractive, but we haven't seen the best of Sterling for a couple of years now. Like he's been so off it from the Sterling that we did used to love owning, didn't we, in the past? But under Poch, I think we could see a, a rejuvenation in him. Like I think we we could see the best of Sterling again if we can get that consistent Chelsea performance that we're used to. So I actually am quite excited about Chelsea under Pochettino. I think from an FPL perspective, with the value that they have, they could be really nice investments. And I think the thing is you can you can afford to go a couple of games watching Chelsea because obviously they start the season with Liverpool, which isn't great. But then after that, we can start to look to invest. So for me, they are a team that I'm watching carefully. And then once we know who's the getting the regular starts and, and how they're playing, then I'll look to invest in them. Loads of comments about Chelsea um, already. Uh, Roy Nish, uh, we've got on the screen, Chelsea look better than Spurs at the moment. <laughs> mm. That'd be a big turnaround for, for Chelsea mm. uh, this season. Uh, Notorious Nerd, looks like Chilwell has been impressing Poch in training Yeah, um, as well. Uh, and BMAC says, I think this could easily happen. Um, Chili bandwagon when he scores against Liverpool and Trent Blanks. I mean, I think you'd have both. Like mm. the draft that I've got at the moment's got Trent and Chile in. But you can um, see, I, can't you? You can see everyone starts with Trent. Yeah. Chilwell scores, gets a fifteen pointer. Trent gets, everyone sells Trent gets him. one, and then everyone just goes Trent to to Chilwell. You can mm -hmm. see it. FPL River Chilwell was the is the way to go. Lots of interest yep. in in Chil in Chilwell. Pete says yep. a great point though. Chelsea need a midfield before I invest. They've got what Enzo and Gallagher <laughs> at the moment, and Gallagher could be off. I mean, it is. It is I mean, they're surely going to get Casado from from us. I think they will. I, 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 and that worries me a little bit for Brighton because, again, like you were saying about Kane, if Kane goes last minute, what does that mean for Spurs? If Casado leaves Brighton last minute, what does that mean for you guys? Like That worries me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that comment. I think we do need to have a better understanding of what exactly Poch is, how he's managing that mm. that midfield because the Kovacic thing is, is massive. Like I think when you... Chelsea have sold a lot. And they needed to sell a lot, to be fair, because that, that squad was way too big. It needed to be streamlined. Um, but they do need to bring in a couple of extra players now to kind of bolster that midfield up. I think that's entirely fair. But there are some attacking options there. Chile at the back, because well, he has that attacking threat. I feel Harry um, in the chat says, Chilwell oh, is. is in my draft. Now, you know how we all aim for like a top 5K-ish finish yeah. you know, in, in FPL? I don't know if you saw Harry's tweet. Um, earlier last three seasons his last three finishes add up to just <laughs> over 5k absolutely ridiculous Obscene. um so if Chilwell's... Same, same Chelsea aren't as good as him eh well exactly Ooh. I know <laughs> but if Harry says Chilwell's a good pick then if you're looking for an informed FPL manager uh he is probably the man uh to trust so very interesting that, that he's in I, I really want to get one of those Chelsea fullbacks in my team I think it's just hard because I love I love Trent obviously Esther Pinion looks a great option and then you've got Shaw although now we've got Anana but then you've got a, an Arsenal defender Gabriel with Forrest at home on the first day so it is quite hard to know which of those to take out because I was looking at doing maybe Gabriel to to Chilwell well I think you want an Arsenal defender yeah, well, exactly. So if you want an Arsenal defender, you want Esther Pinion, you want Trent, you haven't really got room for Chilwell unless you play four, four at the back. I just don't think I'm going to bother with a Stupinham. Really? Mm. I think you're going to regret that. 
I mean, the, the, I mean, the problem with Brighton is we haven't got any defenders. Just like Chelsea <laughs> haven't got any midfielders, we haven't got any defenders. We are so light on the ground with with who we've yeah. got at the moment. But you know, we're not gonna, we're not going to get Colwell. I think now Fafana's injured. I think Colwell. They're going to need him. They're going to need him, and I think you know he he could he could cement his place in that team for four or five. Um, so actually, Tom Johnson has literally just said that um, in the chat. Colwell at yeah. four or five is going to start the season. Yeah, I, I and think, that's I the think thing. He could well do. That's the other thing with Chelsea that I, I have kind of considered is that I do, I agree with Harry. Like, I think Chile is the prime pick. But when we're talking about like budget this year is so important, isn't it? If you want to invest in all of those midfielders that we've been talking about, um, although we will talk about more, um, that I think having Colwell as an option at 4.5 feels mm. like that's going to be the way you go because then you can have him instead of, you know, a Burnley or a Luton defender as your third as your fourth option which still allows you to invest in a Gabriel or a Saliba it still allows you to have a Stupinian if you want to it still allows you to have Trent and you still get the Chelsea clean sheets mm. if they come yep absolutely Epil Rivers says opinion at five million is too good to overlook I think he is just for those first three Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just yeah, I, I mean, and that's the other thing, I suppose, is you could go a Stupinian for the first three and then and move. then look to move to a chill world because because that's yeah. when I mean Chelsea's first two games is what it's Liverpool and then West Ham, and then from game yeah. week three they look really good. But you know you have you have Espinion for those first three, you know depending on where your budget's going to go, you might have a bit of money left to upgrade to to chill. The problem with Estupinian though, and one of the reasons you know that if you avoid him, it might actually do well is if we if, if our defense hasn't been sorted out and we do concede against Luton, he's the most um, popular defender, I think, highest ownership player. Could easily drop. He'll easily. We know first. Three, if he, if he, we concede against Luton, his price is going down, like without mm-hmm. a doubt, because there's so many good options around five. So that's the issue. So it's a risk to go without him, but it's also a little bit of a risk to go with him. It's if if our defence is, is looking a bit, a bit rough. Yeah. Um, FPL Meerkat. Uh, I saw your video, FPL Meerkat, with your girlfriend, where she picks a, a team. <laughs> Enjoyed that. Didn't enjoy the team so much. It looked uh, <laughs> it looks a bit of a mess by the end. But yeah, I hope she, uh, hope she enjoys playing FPL. Maybe I season. should do that with Max this year. You should. Because he's not actually picked his first team yet. We're still on the auto picks. Maybe I should video him picking his first team. That might be quite fun. It's, it's, quite, it's quite fun. It is, it, yeah. was, it is very good content. Um, FPL Meerkat says, the fixtures are great for Chelsea from game week three. Uh, might as well start a best opinion and then make the switch if they look good. That's yeah. That's that seems the obvious yeah. way. Yeah. That's that's what I think. Um, Luxy wants to know if you're going to go Pedro Porro. I really do like. Oh. I like. I like, <laughs> I like Pedro Porro. I love the fact he's on your wall even more. Um, <laughs> I do really like Pedro Porro. I think he'll. I think he will start the majority of games. I think there is a risk of some rotation. Um, but I do, I do really like him. I think my my question mark, as always, with Spurs is our defensive security because we have none. We have no defensive <laughs> security ever, and we're playing with a new goalkeeper this year, so they've yeah. got to get used to the new goalie, and they've got to get used to what looks like it might be quite a change back line. If we bring in a new centre back, then we'll be obviously having somebody new in goal and then at the back, and then you've got the kind of new play where they're not so much going down the wings, they're coming in and then going out. So I think all of that stuff could 
have an impact on Pedro Porro. Um, but I do really like him. Um, so I wouldn't do it for the opening game weeks of the season. And the trouble is with Spurs, it's like the opening four, you'd want them. And then after that, maybe you don't yeah. for a couple of weeks because the fixtures change. And I think that's the issue with investing in the Spurs defence is that you kind of have to risk it for game week one. But then I'm not sure how we'll be defensively. By I was, game I was saying this to Andy the other day. He's the kind of player who you would just have to play every week. He's not a player who you could have in any kind of rotation because you never no. know when he's going to score. You know, he's a defender, no. but he plays very high up the pitch. So you just got to put up with all of his blanks and Tottenham conceding stupid goals and and we will do that and we then will eventually and then he rewards you with a thirteen point like he did on on the final day um, for me. But then uh, you can have security from other players in other teams that are around the same price. Exactly, you might just get you six yeah every week. So yeah. yeah, you might miss the Pedro Hall. I don't see Spurs regularly keeping clean sheets. I think is what I'm saying. The frustration with Pro is I think his price is going to come down a bit as well because I think people are going to pick him for They'll the attack returns. Invest in yeah, mm-hmm. and then he might come down to four eight, four seven, four eight, and then then it'd be a, a pretty good, a pretty yeah. good pick. A few questions about my my artwork, Delia. The frames on the wall, right? I, I've I've been through this on Twitter. Reese James was hand drawn for me. I think it's de- it, hang on, hang on, stop. Her name. I think I read you don't pronounce it, Delia. I said Delia. Oh, okay. You, I think you said Delia. Did I? My, yeah. If I did, because it's, it's like Delhi, isn't it? It's Delhi. Well, my apologies we if I did, because I made a big thing of this the other day, but it might just be yeah. free. But I'm maybe so, I heard it to, wrong. It's possible sort of, I heard it wrong. No, it's anyway, it's definitely Delhi. We both, we've, be, we've both paid attention. We, we now have, know how yes. to say it. Thank so you. when we're at fest, when we see you, we, we do know how to definitely right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> apologies if I did say it. I can't. I, I'm, I'll watch it back. It's possibly it's possibly me just not no, hearing it right. No, you're always right. So it's, I'm not. It's always certainly I'm me. not. No, well, Delia's point about my frame, right? The Reese James is bigger than the others. So he doesn't fit into the same frame. He's wider and longer. Because he's, he's, he's a different type of... The, the, all the other ones come from the same artist. This, this James was hand-drawn for me by um, a friend of mine on, on Twitter. So, so Oh, yeah, this is 100% pronouncing correctly. <laughs> It was moaning about the frame. What am I supposed to do? Uh, if if I want to cut him down to the size of the others, I've got to physically cut a hand drawn Reese James. Just down. cut his bum off. Cut his bum off. Yeah, I think I might have to, but I don't really feel don't really feel too good about it. Because it it is the frame is slightly annoying. Or move him the other side so that he's yeah. not. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm getting enough comments about it to to make it make it work. New Grams, who does the artworks? Uh, it's called Sophia Prince on Etsy. Yeah, check her out. Um, she's absolutely excellent. Um, moving back to FPL. I'm seeing some comments about this, and I thought about this the other day. City, right? Losing Mares. Mm. Yeah. Gundogan's gone. Mm. They're paying a lot of money in for Gavardadol. Gavardadol, mm. definitely pronounced that wrong, but another defender. Are they weaker? A, are they weaker going into this season? They've all been partying all year, mm. all, all, all pre-season. Still drunk. Still drunk. <laughs> They're coming into this season. I think it's a difficult game in that first game away to a newly promoted side. I expect them to Agreed. win it, but I don't think it, I don't think they're going to win that game six or seven nil. No. First question is like City players. Obviously, we've got Haaland, but how many do we need? Second question is, does this pave the way for someone like a Kovacic, which we've got European volleyball in the chat saying, if he plays in the Gundogan role, or Calvin Phillips? Because we see players in their second season at City doing quite well. We've seen it with Grealish um, mm-hmm. in the past. We've seen it with, with even Gundogan. I think in his second season was was when he when he played so well. So. I think we might see another City midfielder emerge, maybe a Kovacic or maybe a, a Gundogan, uh, um, not Gundogan, a, a Kovacic or a Phillips this year, who might actually be options for us. Silver. Mm. Um, 
I find honestly City even harder this year than I have in previous years because defensively last year they were not good like they were not strong at keeping clean sheets as I learned from having Edison for week upon week upon week upon oh, week you're one of them week. one of them yeah yeah so they weren't regularly keeping clean sheets and in the past we always had players like Cancelo who would even if they didn't get the clean sheet, you would always kind of think that there was going to be an attacking return there. So you never felt like terrible about investing in them. Mm. But this season, I look at those defenders and I think, all right, well, there's Ake, there's Stones, there's Diaz, but how much rotation might we get across those positions? And we saw a lot last season of rotation with likes of Akanji and everybody else. So I don't really like... Like I've had drafts with stones in. I built one yesterday that had stones in. And then I think oh, I could save a bit and go with Ake. But I don't think you get the security of starts that mm. I would want. Or necessarily the guarantees of a clean sheet that we used to get in the past with Man City. Like I think teams do score against them now, even at home. So I'm not hugely keen on them. And then I look at the midfield and I think, well, KDB's basically ruled out of the whole conversation because... If you're having Haaland and you're having Trent and you want to try and have, you know, multiple 8 million-ish midfielders in the likes of, you know, Saka or uh, Bruno Fernandes or Rashford or, you know, however you want to play the midfield, it's going to be really hard to have De Bruyne in there as well. Plus, we've got the injury stuff going into the season and whether he's going to be fit or not Mm. anyway. So I think you're right. You then look at the rest of the City midfield and you think, well, how, how am I best going to invest here? But I just worry that there's going to be so much rotation that having somebody maybe like a like a Silver or a Phillips who cost that little bit less, maybe you're less upset about that. Or do you actually just go with Alvarez yeah, up top as your second city? Because that's the, the kind of what's been going on in my mind is I look at the midfield and I'm not huge, apart from Foden, who I do like, but I do still worry about. I'm not hugely inspired to invest in them because I look at the other players that you can have in that sort of seven and a half plus bracket and think, well, there's a lot of other players that I think are guaranteed to start at their clubs and could return as many goals as Foden does. Whereas maybe Alvarez as a third or a second striker, if you want to go with five and then Mm. one, is a nice option because although he's not going to necessarily get the regular starts, we do know that when Alvarez does get minutes, he does tend to returns well, I, I I wonder with all these changes whether we might see even more tactical switches from from Pep this year because Al- Alvarez Almost is certainly. Alvarez is too good to just be Haaland's backup and just play you know a third of the games for for Man City. He's already won the you know World Cup. Everything. <laughs> he's you know yeah exactly. He's already won everything. Everything. Yeah, and you know and with with Mara's leaving with with um, De Bruyne's injury and getting on a bit with. Um, Gundogan leaving. Not a bit. You know, there's roles. There's there's a, there's potentially a spot for him in, in the in the starting eleven if the tactics mm-hmm. tweak a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I think at, at six five he could end up being a bit of a game breaker if he ends up playing every week in that team. He's going to be mm. in, in everyone's team. Like, it's going to yeah, be Haaland and, and Alvarez in, in everyone. So yeah, I mean it is it is a risk with um with with City. I think it's it's maybe okay at the start of the season to maybe just go with. Harland and maybe one of Foden or Stones or someone like that. I don't think the triple. I wouldn't go with the triple up because I want to see them just for a bit because they've they've lost key players. They've won the treble. I want to see what the motivation's like. I want to see what how they how they start the season. It's it's not the easiest run of game. Newcastle game week two. That's not an easy game. Okay, I but... think it's absolutely fine to just go with Harland. Yeah. So by the I. way, and wait and see because I think Burnley's tough on the opening day. Like I think that's a really difficult game. 
yep. Bernie for them. It's the opening fixture. We normally see some kind of shocks, and would would I be surprised to see Bernie score in that one? No. Remember that you know company knows them quite well, mm. the opposition. So I think that there is. There's no guarantees of a clean sheet there. There's no certainty in terms of starts for any of these players with the exception of, of Harlem, really. Um, so I think it's absolutely fine to go into the season with just one Man City asset, knowing that then when we get two or three game weeks in and we've got a little bit more clarity on what City are like and how they're playing and who's playing where, that then it's that's the point where you kind of go, right, well, who am I adding to Harlem? I think you want to have Harlem. Like, I, I don't think that there's anything... I have built one team that didn't have Harlan in it. You're and not going to that... go without Harlan. No, no, hundred percent. Even you, I'm not but, considering that. <laughs> but you, I think the thing is, I, in my head, I was like, "Well, it'd be quite interesting to build a team that didn't have him and see what it looked like." And it looks lovely. And then I look at it and go, "But there's no Harlan in it." And then mm. it's so it's like, "Well, let's scrap that and let's move back to one that's got him in it." I think you want him, but I do, I do think that there is scope to just have him from City. Well, B Max says the opposite. B Max in the chat, and he says best team in the league: Stones, Foden, Harland. Get these three, City, and don't look back. And like, I completely agree with what you're saying, but I can also see the side of that. You know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know they conceded. Um, just locks yourself, though, doesn't goals. it? It does, yeah. And then if you do get someone emerge, but I mean, Stones playing potentially in, in midfield, Foden given license to, to get forward, and Harland. I mean, they are they to me are the most likely players in each position to to do well. Um, but what do you do? Like you say, say Alvarez does play and gets a hat trick against Burnley game week one, and you yeah. and you're like, and then everyone's moving from his price goes up point three. How do you get him? You, you can't game it one. No. You, have to, you, have to sell, you sell phone, you're taking hits, you're behind the curve. I don't know. I just want to give myself, because there's so many players that could emerge from that team. I Maybe, agree. Even if it is a Phillips or a, or a Kovacic, yeah. you just want no, to have totally that agree. option to, to move for them, right? I think personally, going into game week one of any season, having, I only ever really want to be twice, invested twice in a team mm. because that leaves you that third spot for yep. the player that inevitably stands out. Like it's the same at Liverpool. Like, you, you know, there's, there is easily three options you could invest in at Liverpool. There are easily three options that you can invest in in Manchester United. But I don't think you should because I, I just think you might get lucky. You might invest in the right three, but there's also a chance that you don't. And then you've got to try and move. And if you've got somebody else in that spot that's the same price, that's fine. But you like if it's a, you know another, I don't know. Say you've invested in Saka and it ends up being Martinelli, and you've in trebled up in Arsenal, then you could do that swap, and it's relatively easy. But if you haven't, and if you've invested or you want to keep Foden in midfield, <coughs> that means selling stones and then getting another midfielder. You're taking hits, and I just messy, I hate that. Yeah. I like to start the season knowing that I've got flexibility and I can move. So maximum of two per team is the way I tend to play it. Yeah, um, I mean Tahir Ibn Mohammed says here City will bring in another attacker. I think you're probably right. I think I if agree. they lose Mares for forty million, I think they'd be pretty stupid not to. I think they're they're actually genuinely a bit light in the mm. in the attacking sense yeah, they for are. the competitions they want to play in and, and all of that. Um, FPL Gem uh, Man City looking at Barella. I mean, that would be an incredible sign. How does he fit in the team? He's too good to not not start every game. Um, we are going to start to think about wrapping this up, but we can't leave the stream without talking about Brighton, Sam, because already getting lots of questions about Brighton. FPL mm. River, as do you think NCSO starts? Oh, someone saw my, my TikTok on NCSO. Thank you. Uh, I did do a TikTok on NCSO. I don't think he's um, in the... Uh, I was Nuclear Adams, my biggest fan, thank you. So twice you've bigged me up, Nuclear, I appreciate it. Uh, saying that I think in our current system, I think he's a massive risk for people to go with. 
Uh, I think it's going to be Ferguson. I think it's going to be uh, Jao Pedro. On the right, it's going to be March. I wanted to ask you about Jao Pedro. This is a big question I had. Can I ask you a question? Of course is, you am can. I breaking all, is this breaking all the rules of the Q&A? Can you type it in the chat? I can get it on the screen. <laughs> um, yeah, because Jao Pedro I had in my drafts. And because I don't think you sign a 30 million record no, he plays. player for him to not play. Now, of course, there's the, does he play where I want him to? Probably not, because Ferguson's there as well. Mm. But I still think, even if he plays out right, that he's still a really, really good option. Like, I still really like him as my third striker. I'd be surprised. The trouble with him is, I'd be surprised if he played out right, because he ne he's never played out right before. No. Um, he, he's played on the left a little bit, and he's played an attacking midfielder position, and he's played up front. That's, where, that's the But he's not likely to take Matoma's position, is he? He's not taking Matoma's position. It, so... I, I, I mean, he might switch to the right. That isn't completely, you know, that, we see that happen with players like Sancho, but, you know, switching flanks. But it doesn't, doesn't all, always work. Doesn't always though, does it doesn't always work, exactly. No. Um, you know, Rashford playing on the right didn't, didn't really work, did it? I mean, Sterling no. can do it um, to, to, to a decent degree. Um, but I, I think his, his, best, his best position is going to be playing just behind Ferguson and that link up between him and Ferguson. No, we've, we've, so you think they'll both start? I think they'll, I think they're both... Uh, it's very difficult to say who's going to start because there's European football, there's going to be rotation, we've got options with Undav and, and Welbeck. It, mm. It's hard to say who's going to play every game, but if I'm thinking of our first choice 11, I think he's definitely in it with Ferguson and Matoma and March. That's, that's how I feel. I think Nciso is good and could easily break his way into the team, but I just think at the start of the season, it's a bit of a gamble. The thing we might see, though, more in pre-season is I, I wouldn't be surprised if... We, we're so stacked in that area of the pitch... I wouldn't be too surprised if we started to see Deserby play like a city, like an in, the fullbacks invert maybe, mm -hmm. and we lose a you know a, a, one of those kind of typical midfield players, and he puts more players up, up top with and then gets the cover from the from the like we see with um with, with Man City and like we're seeing with yeah. Liverpool now, and that's becoming the you know we we see it, don't we? I mean when Conte brought the wing backs in, no one was playing with wing backs, and then suddenly that worked and everyone was started doing them. So mm. I don't know. I think I feel like we might have the players to. Be able to do that, and if we do that, then we can get in CISO and team Pedro, March, everyone, and, and stack up front. So yeah, keep your arm pre-season basically. Yeah. Okay. We're playing Chelsea tomorrow, says Greg Frost. That will be a very interesting game. Be really interesting to see what we, how we go, kind of into that, into that match, um, as well. Uh, right, Sam. I think we will call it there. Absolutely mm. lovely. I mean, I'm sorry that we spent seven minutes talking to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> What that footage is on OBS anywhere that I can, I can It was it. so good as well. Like that first seven minutes, like it was the best we've ever it was slick. We were on time. We went live bang on time. Well, we thought we went live bang on time. Honestly, Everything it's... was perfect. We had a great introduction. We laughed about Lee having left me for New York. We were like... We've been doing this for like four years. I don't know how I it's just, honestly, OBS is a pain because sometimes you click a button and you go straight to live. Other times you press it and then you have to press another button on YouTube to go live. This doesn't make any sense. Ridiculous. Anyway, if you have enjoyed the stream, do give us uh, a like. Uh, do make, your, make sure you're subscribed to the Scout YouTube channel. Do check out Fantasy Football Scout um, as well. My old employers and Sam's current uh, employers uh, to look you at can't really ever leave no um, you, you're stuck with me you're stuck yeah. with me forever we want to be it's not <laughs> like we're stuck with you we want you to stay yeah well it's a bit, maybe maybe a bit of both uh, but loads of stuff going on great stuff going on there um, check out all the articles that, that Neil and and uh, Tom are tirelessly writing 
Uh, look at all the videos David is doing. Look at all the pre-season minutes and everything and all the great tools that can help you with your season. So do check them out uh, before the season starts and get signed up. Uh, but yeah, thanks everyone. It's been great being back. We love all the comments um, for everyone. And yeah, we're looking forward to um, to doing these again next year. We are. We're going to have to think about where we do the Game Week 1-1 one, one from though, aren't we? Because it's Festo. So we might have a little early morning one or something that day. Yeah, because... I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, we will work it out. We'll work it out. There will definitely be one. We'll let you know. There will be one for Game Week 1, but we'll just let you know. It might be at a slightly unusual time. Yes. Or maybe a different day. I don't know. We'll let you know yeah. when that happens. But yeah, thank you, everyone. And we will see you all very soon. Bye, guys.